Still She Rises, a walk in the shoes of a single mother. Welcome to another episode of Life is a Mother. This is Nemo. To start us off, I want to acknowledge that the single parent journey can start due to different reasons. It can be someone who opted out of a relationship. It can be someone who has been abandoned. It can be someone going through divorce or who has lost a partner through death. And it can even be someone adopting a child or having a child when they're single. This is a bit of a sensitive topic and it's very dear to my heart as I was mostly raised by a single mom. For this episode, we have a special guest, Tatiana Karanja, aka Mama Olive, and I'm so excited to have you on this episode. Welcome, Tatiana. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, and first off, I want to say that your spirit or your energy, from what I can see on social media, I've never met you in person, but you just have this beautiful freeness about you. Like, I'm so touched by your openness and your honesty as you share your parenting story. No, I really appreciate that. I don't think I've always been like this. I feel like throughout my life, I've been a bit shy or a bit scared to be myself entirely. And I don't know what it is, like when I got pregnant with Olive, just like the community online on Instagram also just gave me strength to kind of be myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, just realizing knowing that I'm just not the only one going through it. So I think I was able to kind of, yeah, just feel better about myself because I was able to understand that I'm not alone in the things that I was going through. Okay, so the community kind of helped give you that confidence. Yeah, and I think even just becoming a mother, you kind of, stop really caring so much about the outside world because you have you know one person that you really or at the time I had one person that I really needed to take care of and that was my world and I kind of yeah just stopped really caring about what everyone else thought yeah 100 percent. I would agree with that you start not caring as much as soon as you become a mother because there's other priorities Yeah, and other things to think about. But before we get started here, as you share your story, can you give a quick introduction on who you are, what you're about, how many kids do you have, ETC? Yes. So my name is Tatiana Karanja, but a lot of people call me Olive because my name on Instagram is Mama Olive. And I guess people know me as Mama Olive. I have three daughters. I just have a newborn now, Nova. And then my eldest is Olive. And my middle child is Mali. And I was born and raised in Kenya. I've lived abroad a few years and I studied outside, but I came back. I did photography. And so my profession is actually a photographer. I absolutely love being a photographer. It's a passion of mine. And when I got back and COVID, my platform started growing slowly somehow on Instagram. So I had Mama Olive on Instagram. And since I became pregnant, I just started talking about, you know, my journey, pregnancy, my ups and downs. I just started talking just randomly. It wasn't a plan to grow that platform. And it started growing organically. Then when COVID hit, which was what, two years ago in like March or something? Yeah. um, No one was hiring a photographer at all because obviously, firstly, we weren't even allowed to leave the house. And then, you know, businesses and everything were crashing. I mean, people were just trying to save their businesses. And so, yeah, being a photographer, having to be in person wasn't a thing. So that really took a hit for me. But luckily, my Mm -hmm. Instagram was growing organically and it had quite a number of followers at the time. So people started reaching out to start advertising as everything was going online at the time, like advertising food uh, restaurants and all these places that needed you know some support so 
that's how my Instagram becoming like a social media content creator grew. And I really, really love doing that as well. It's become a place that I've really enjoyed having these conversations and like talking to different people about motherhood and life. And mm-hmm. what I really love about both my jobs is they're very flexible. So, you know, I'm able to spend a lot of time with my kids, which has been really important to me, as well as earn an income from social media and photography. And I've been able to become a bit more picky with my photography now because before it was like I would just take on anything because I needed the money. And now it's like Mm -hmm. I'm able to kind of take on jobs that I really enjoy doing. Yeah, so I really love what I do and I love being a mom. And what else? Yeah, I'm a foodie. I love to travel. Yeah, that's me. And your IG handle is Mama Olive K, right? Yes, it is. Okay, okay. So please be sure to check her page out. Her daughters are gorgeous, just like their mama. Thank (laughs) you. Aside from that, the page is really good, great content, and you won't be disappointed. So for you, I know you share a bit of your personal story about being a single mother. Can you dive into that a bit? Like, what happened Yeah, honestly, I don't really know what happened. Okay, so myself and my kid's dad, like Wayne, his name is Wayne. So myself and Wayne, we got together, I think, like seven years ago, I think. And you know, at that time, I had just moved back from uni. He had also just come back. He was here on holiday, actually, for his parents' recommitment ceremony. And that's where we met again. I'm saying met again because we literally have like baby pictures together and stuff. Our parents were friends and then everyone moved apart. So I met him again after like 20 something years. But of course, not knowing who he was. And I think it was just like this whirlwind kind of romance. And again, we were like fresh out of uni. At that time, it was like party, party. Like I wasn't really serious about my life. I was working, but like all my money was going into like just going out eating, going out drinking, you know, like mm-hmm. I wasn't really Chocolate. serious. I didn't have any. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, mean, I was just having fun and it was great. And I think we were both in that space. And then really soon after, shortly after, I actually got pregnant with Olive, obviously wasn't planned. So I had to grow up really quickly. And I feel like we both weren't ready, but like I was able to change my lifestyle very quickly. And my mind just switched, you know, as soon as I heard I was pregnant, it was very easy for me to just be like, okay, now, okay, Tats, you have to get serious. Like I got myself a place, you know, I was now ready to be a mom. I mean, I wasn't ready, but I was becoming ready to be a mom, you know? And I think for Wayne, it was also very difficult because he also wasn't in the right place. And he was still in that lifestyle of like, I'm still just having fun. I mean, we're young, 25, you know? So that's how that started having kids. So already like we got off onto parenthood and just not on, we weren't ready, you know? So I think problems had already started at that time, but we really tried to like work through it. I remember even doing like a whole blog post about our first breakup and, you know, it was so hectic and we were both children. So I guess from there, you know, we didn't really have this strong foundation um, like a lot of couples do when they date for, I don't know, maybe two, three years and then, you know, plan on having kids and all of that. So that's where I just feel we kind of went wrong. Mm. Yeah, and we really tried to make it work. Marley was a baby that we really wanted to have because we were like, oh my God, Olive's amazing, let's have another one. And Nova, and that was where I was done. And Nova was not supposed to happen, but I'm so grateful she did. It was just like an accident. So just through that, I think, you know, there were just a lot of ups and downs and like a lot of things we didn't see eye to eye on. And, you know, one of those like kind of toxic relationships where you know you love each other, but, you know, 
it's just not good for you kind of thing. So I think that's where our relationship just didn't work out. And it just reached a point at the end of last year where personally I was ready to kind of try. I don't know how to say this, but like, yeah, I was just ready to move on with my life. Because mm-hmm. that wasn't working for me anymore. And, you know, being pregnant with Nova, third child, we we're two kids down. And I was just like, I really need to get serious about my life with my kids and stop kind of wasting time here with Wayne. I don't really want to say too much into the specifics because at the end of the day, I don't want my kids to somehow one day read or hear me saying something about their dad or about my experience. But basically, I just felt I was ready to move on. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be a very present and show and concentrate on my kids for the moment. You know, like there's a lot going on. Olive going to preschool, Marley in school. I'm going to have to put this one in school next year. And just all those thoughts of everything that I have to accomplish. I just don't have the time to waste my energy on other things at the moment. Okay. And I went through breakups in the past six years with him. And I was so heartbroken and I was so immature about it and the way I would react and Suddenly, at the end of last year, my body just literally had enough. I didn't even go through this thing of, I'm so heartbroken. I am in the worst place in my life. I am going to start behaving like a child trying to reach you. You know, like my body just said enough is enough. And somehow I just moved on. Wow, and sorry you had to go through that heartbreak. 25 is so young, too, for kids. I know in this society, people are getting kids later and later. So 25, yeah, that would have required a lot of things to change in your life overall. And a lot of growing up so quickly, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And we just weren't in that phase yet. I guess we just weren't serious. And it was great, you know, like, I won't lie, like, I had a great time. But yeah, now it's different. I'm 30 now. I have three kids. I have a lot of different priorities and responsibilities. And I'm really happy with where I'm at at my life at the moment. Yeah. And are there any feelings and emotions that come up for you as you share your story? Honestly, like I said, it's really the strangest thing because if we were having this conversation like maybe a year ago or two, You know, I feel like this is a conversation where I would really be crying and I would be so emotional about this in particular. But it's the strangest thing how my body has started reacting to the One emotion I would say is actually what I find very difficult is seeing my daughter find this journey very difficult. So I think the most difficult thing for me is seeing specifically Olive because Marley, I'm not seeing it so much, but Olive, my oldest, she spent a lot more time than Marley or anyone else with her dad. And so she misses him a lot. And seeing her crying or seeing her sad and things like that is really, really painful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes like she'll go to bed with like a picture of him and start crying. And, oh, you know, no. she still writes like cards and things to him. And, yeah. you know, it's difficult to see her go through that. And I think she's dealing with so many emotions that this year I've seen her become a bit more aggressive and a bit more, you know, very emotional. She's an emotional person like me, but I think she, you know how kids throw tantrums and might be meaner to their sister. And like there was one time, well, we went away for a weekend with friends and that weekend she was literally just not nice to anybody. And I asked her when I got back, like, what's the issue? Instead of being angry, because obviously I saw that there's something in her that's not normal. And she was just like, I'm just so angry. I'm just so sad, you know? So Seeing her kind of baffling the emotions is something that's really, really difficult for me. That's really been 
hard and I'm trying to find a therapist to kind of help her through these emotions because I'm finding it difficult to handle where she's at. Okay and it's always so heartbreaking when our kids go through pain it's almost like you want to take their pain and put it onto yourself so you can like work through it. Yeah, Yeah yeah I really hope that Finding a good therapist will kind of help her work through those feelings and maybe even come talk to you about it at some point. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to talk to her about it. I think what I'm experiencing is that, you know, I'm exhausted. So yeah. my patience is very, very, very low at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And as much as I want to be, every morning I wake up, I'm like, today is going to be better because it gets to like nighttime and I'm just like so irritated and frustrated. And, you know, nighttime is the worst time for me. So, like there have been moments where like I'm screaming at the kids and the next morning I wake up, I'm like, Tatiana, today is going to be a much better day. And it's not them. It's just me because I'm so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, on a usual day, I'd be able to be very understanding like talk to them on their level and like kind of hash through things but because of like not sleeping with baby breastfeeding and all of that and like having to work during the day I don't really get that much sleep so I'm exhausted and that's why I'm not really emotionally able to handle everything at the moment um, which is why I think a therapist would be so good but I also want to have that therapist do like family coaching or something because I would also Mm -hmm. want to be in a better space to help everybody and for you, like, what does your support system look like right now? So I have an amazing support system in terms of my family, my mom, my dad, and my sister, who literally would drop anything to come and help me if I needed. So I'm really, really grateful for them. Like, for example, my mom was in the hospital with me for days, like on the chair. My dad was the first one to hold baby Nova in the hospital for hours while I was out. You know, like he's picking and dropping my kids when I need him to. My sister and my dad usually look after the kids if I need to like go on work trips. Mm-hmm. So if I need to go, my dad and my sister will be there to look after the kids. My mom comes over to do art projects with the kids. You know, like they're trying to be really involved. And also they all live down the road. So my dad will come in the morning to see the kids and make sure they're okay or play football with them and like try and be like, you know, the male figure in their life. Mm-hmm. So they're amazing. They're really amazing. I'm so lucky. Yeah, that sounds really beautiful. It's like you have this community to help you feel grounded and help you along this journey too. I I like that a lot because family is Uh, everything. (laughs) A hundred percent, yeah. A hundred percent, yeah. Are there insensitive things that people have said or still say to you? Because I know, especially in the African culture, they can be very insensitive when it comes Um, to these sorts of issues, yeah. Oh, in terms of like not being together with Wayne? Exactly. Or just wondering what the situation is and why it is the way it is. I don't know. Like, have there been insensitive things people have said? Okay. Not that I know of. Like, definitely on Instagram, I've got like a few. You know what? It actually doesn't even phase me. I think there are times where I would find it like insensitive if I was really going through something and then somebody made like a small comment and I would still like it would still be with me today but because I'm just like I know personally I am absolutely doing the best that I can be doing for my kids there's no way that somebody can now start making me feel bad about breaking up with their dad you know what I mean so I don't think that there's anything that anybody has said and I also haven't been out and about too much you know like I've really been on my grind so it's not that I have been with a lot of family or or aunties and uncle you know I haven't really been out and about but if somebody were ever to say anything I mean, personally, I'm raising three kids on my own. I don't really care what you have to say about me not being with their dad because I'm doing like a really hard job right now. 
Mm-hmm. In some situations too, it's maybe even better for the children that we raise. A hundred percent. It's important to look at the family uh, as a whole, not just one person over uh, another. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that I would say is definitely don't try and stay in a relationship because of your kids, you know, because at the end of the day, you're creating like this toxic environment for your kids. I also don't want my kids to grow up feeling like that kind of relationship is what they're looking for. And that's what they're, you know, accepting in their lives, you know, and a lot of what they see at home is what they're going to try and mimic later on in life. So I think it's, it's really unhealthy for your kids if you stay in a relationship that's not right. And I also know, like growing up with my parents, they used to fight a lot, a lot. Every day it was fighting, fighting, fighting until they split up. And I don't think that was a healthy environment for me and my sister. I mean, I love my parents. Guys, if you were mm-hmm. listening to this at one point, you know, they just did what they knew and they were doing their best. And obviously, I think they tried to stay in it as long as possible for me and my sister. But looking back, I mean, I don't think that was very healthy. And I think also, you know, the shouting and fighting all the time was something I also brought into our relationship because when something would go wrong, like I would be in like fight mode. And I think that's because of growing up in that environment and that's not healthy. So I think, yeah, it's definitely better for you. If you're not happy, you need to be able to be the best parent you can be. And if that means not being together with, you know, your spouse, I genuinely think that's the best action that you can take. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. It's like the same where you can't like uh, give from an empty cup, right? So yes, it's yeah. like you have to be fully healthy to give your best to your child, or at least to the best degree, because as soon as there's one thing misaligned, it kind of trickles down and subconsciously the children take it on. You know what I mean? It's like someone said that it's not what's taught, it's what's caught. So you may not necessarily see what's being transferred over, but there are those small things that the children also catch from whatever situation, right? Exactly. I completely believe that. It's what they say, you know, like they don't listen to what you say. They do what you do, right? That's the same. Mm -hmm. That's why it's, I mean, as much as you want to tell your kids, don't do this, do this because of X, Y, Z, they're looking at you and mimicking everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those sponges. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. You know, you can say something or do something and then like two weeks down the line, you hear them doing the same thing. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they remember that. Or, you know, gosh, I just made one silly comment and now two weeks down the line, that's something that's stuck, that's stuck yeah. in their head. Yeah. And it's crazy. And then, you know, it's something like they'll say in front of their teacher or like, you know, and you're just like, oh God, <laughs> you really have to be so careful. <laughs> you really do. You really do. So how is it having three under five? What's your current life like? Like, how do you balance it all? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I'm so grateful for school. Let me tell you, that's why every time like on my Instagram, I don't know if you see, I'm like, I'm dreading the holidays. Thank God for school. I honestly, am so grateful that the kids can be in school until three o'clock, three to four, because... <laughs> That's the only way I'm able to get anything done in a day. And I work from home. So if they're at home while I'm trying to work, it just becomes a messy situation because I'm overstimulated. I get frustrated. I'm trying to do too many things. It's not good. But apart from that, if there is a day where I'm feeling really burnt out, thank God I have my family to call on and they'll come and, you know, help me out. And 
Oh, it's a lot of talking to myself and telling myself that everything is going to be okay. And, you know, you've got this, doing the affirmations, having a good support system in terms of my friends as well. There are people I'm able to just call and cry to. Also my Instagram. Honestly, I know it sounds really weird, but when I'm in a vulnerable situation and I go online, I'm just like, today is a really bad day whatever it might be i have like a thousand people messaging me like you got this mama you work hard like affirmations as well and it makes me feel so good so yeah i think generally i have such an amazing community around me okay that's really lovely and i'm happy you have that so for you do you feel like you lost yourself after becoming a mom given oh, that yes. you were younger and all that yeah yeah yeah, but I have a feeling, I mean, that's, correct me if I'm, maybe you didn't experience, but I feel like that's all moms, no matter the age, right? I think so, you so have a yeah. Child, yeah, you have a child and everything changes. I mean, your whole world is about this one human being and, you know, it changes even before you give birth because, for example, I lost a lot of friends and now I say friends in air quotes because just because I wasn't at the party scene and I couldn't go to all these like drink parties and stuff like that, people stopped calling me, you mm-hmm. know? And that was really an eye-opener for me. And I was like, this is quite hurtful. But at the end of the day, I was also like, but are they really friends? Do I really miss that lifestyle that I was living? You know, do I really miss these people that I was living that lifestyle with? No. But at the time, because you're going through it, you know, you feel like your world is kind of closing, you know, and you start losing all these friends, you start stop being invited to places, you're at home a lot because you have a baby. All my friends were out and about and obviously they couldn't call me because I couldn't do what they're doing. No one wanted to come and chill at home with a baby. So you lose that aspect and then of course your whole life also revolves around your baby and all your thoughts, everything that you do, planning their meals, planning your you know, your life around this human being. So you lose out on a lot of your life. And then also mentally, you know, you don't think about postpartum depression or baby blues or whatever you might want to call it and I think because you're just so numb just trying to take care of this human being and as long as you see them happy you think you're okay but you're really not okay so your mental health kind of goes out the window you don't have time to exercise or you know do things that make you happy that was something that made me happy I didn't have Mm -hmm. time to do any of that stuff so yeah I think you definitely lose yourself. Then you just reach a point where you're like, okay, I need to start making myself a priority. And I think that's very difficult, especially when it's your first child. But like, for example, now onto my third child. From day one, I was like, no, actually, there are a lot of things I need to do for myself. So that was very difficult to handle. Hmm. I agree with that too, as far as like losing yourself a bit after becoming a mom. And I feel too, like when you have the child, there's a lot of attention and focus on the child. And not necessarily yes. mom. So you're just kind of yeah. <laughs> floating in your own world. And then your partner is still doing the same things they were doing. And you yes. that mention, uh, like, seriously, has your life not changed? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Actually, that is such a big one. And yeah. actually, till today, I, that's something that used to annoy me so much. And I do not think it needs to be that way. I really don't. No, yeah, it just does not need to be that way. Like, I see dads putting in, you know, at the school my kids go to, the dads are basically (laughs) doing everything. And I'm just like, this is amazing. You know, this can actually happen. It's just that, I don't know, here in Kenya, at least, we live in a society where it's just expected of the women. And I'm just like, it doesn't need to be that way. In fact, you don't need to go to your, I don't know, golf game, just a random thing. You don't need to go to your golf game. You don't need to accept that work thing. You know, You, you can also be at home with your family. Exactly. And it's our child, not one person's child. Right? <laughs> exactly. You're not helping me. You're just doing your job. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree with you on that. I think I, just with everything in life, the one thing that I've learned is that you need to have these discussions early on without like playing games, without like trying to pretend what a relationship should be like. These are important things that you need to discuss. And if you're happy with whatever you've discussed from the beginning, then, you know, go into it. But if there are challenges that you are facing as a discussion and you continue to have this relationship, then just know you're going to have those problems when the time comes. Mm. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, what would you tell someone struggling with a, a tough relationship? But you answered it right there. Just having those discussions up front and seriously too, yeah. not just yeah. a casual to the side kind of chat, but you know, let's sit down and see what our future really looks like kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. That's definitely something I In fact, I was with a couple yesterday who were like, we were very open when we started dating with what we wanted. And then, you know, we pursued the relationship. And I was like, I think that's fantastic. Because dating is always faking everything, faking everything. And then you get together, and you're like, actually, I don't like this and this and this. That's number one. But if you're in a relationship and you really love the person, I would just say, if you really want to make it work, then, you know, try couples therapy or and communication. I mean, it's a really big one. And I think trying to really discuss and discover whether this is a relationship you want to be in if you see yourself in it in the next five years and if things don't change if you express something to your partner something that's very important to you not just like oh he doesn't put the red cup in the right place but like something that's super important to you and you express these feelings that they don't respect your boundaries and I would say then that's like a red flag you know but that's my experience and I think expressing those feelings communication is so important and if somebody doesn't respect you then I think that's something that should be a red know, flag yeah yeah mm-hmm. but relationships are so hard and so different for everybody so i don't think there's like a blank so but i think mm-hmm. if the love is there and you can see the effort and people are really trying then you know you also need to make that effort because it's it's hard work what i know is that relationships aren't just easy but what helps is getting together with your best friend you know mm-hmm. and effort looks different for different people right like yes exactly yeah so someone could do minimal effort to you but in their mind they've gone above and beyond so (laughs) yeah exactly that's such a good point Mm -hmm. so it's just that yeah trying to find that balance but you're right relationships are not easy and no one is perfect so it's a work in progress (laughs) that's so true yeah And thank you so much, Tatiana. You're amazing. This has been a really good conversation. Before we close here, I had some some quick questions for the listeners to get to know you. So a minute or less, what's the most influential book or person in your life? Firstly, I don't read. (laughs) (laughs) But person, the most influential person, you know, I would have to say there's not one person. I I really gain a lot from a lot of the people around me. And because there's not one person that has like, is the most amazing, perfect person that has all the right answers. I think Mm -hmm. in life, we're all going through our own struggles. And we have a lot of things that work very well and to our advantage. And I think I draw a lot from a lot of different people. You know, I see a lot in my dad that makes me, you know, want to strive for certain things. I see a lot in my sister. I see a lot in my mom, the people, my close friends that I have around me. That's why I have the circle that I have, because there's something inspiring and amazing in the people that I surround myself with. And that's where I draw a lot of things from. I wouldn't say there's just one person. Okay. And that's well said, because I believe too, like people can even learn from kids, right? Like a hundred. Oh my gosh. I love my kids so much. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, especially how quick they are to forgive and move on and things like that. That's something yeah, that... Yeah, and also how know. they fall and get back up. Exactly, exactly. So I agree with that statement that there's so much to learn from those around us, not just those older than us, but also those younger than us, for sure. Yeah. Actually, for my kids, one of the biggest things is just learning to be free. Actually, maybe they also gave me that strength. Just learning to be free and, like, carefree and, like, playful. Like, they brought Mm -hmm. so much of that back into my life. Whereas, like, you know, I wouldn't want to get dirty because my clothes. And I'm like, why not? I'm having so much fun. Or just, you know, not care. Like, Olive does not care about... If she puts on an outfit she does not care about what anyone has to say about her outfit and for me I'm like yes girl you know you do you even I'm like oh I want to change so much but I just love that confidence and that in yourself you know so yeah yeah, I think my kids have taught me a lot and always just to keep discovering and be curious I Mm -hmm. always keep learning I love that Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what's your biggest takeaway from your parenting journey that I am able to do anything. Literally, there's nothing that life can throw at me that I can't do. Mm-hmm. Well said. I'm like snapping my fingers <laughs> in the back here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you agree? Like, I mean, because there, <laughs> every single day there is something, and somehow, as a mom, we get through this. You know, I think so. It definitely generates a lot of strength for things you thought you would never be able to do and then you can do them I don't know I agree with you there 100 percent yeah that you can do whatever you set your mind to really yeah and sometimes it's forced upon you but you know you get it done exactly exactly (laughs) and the last one here what are some things you've had to unlearn I think There are quite a few things that I've had to unlearn, but one of the biggest ones for me is to stop people pleasing. I don't know why I got those tendencies, but I I have a feeling it's just, you know, the way I was raised. Yeah, I think a lot of my life I've spent just trying to make other people happy so they would like me or just going, bending myself over backwards just to like help other people and not really think about myself, especially since having kids, but especially this year. I've had to really learn how to value myself and, you know, not really accept anyone else's, whatever they say, but really, yeah, value myself and what I'm worth and kind of stand my ground and also make myself happy, put myself in ahead of other people. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that I've really started working on. There are quite a few jobs actually that have approached me. We'll offer you this and this for, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, actually, no, I won't be doing that. If you would like my services, this is what you have to do. And then they're like, okay, cool. And I'm like, wait, what? That, that's what I have to do? I just have to stand up for myself? Like, okay. <laughs> Which has been amazing. Then another thing is just unlearning that kind of parenting style of, you know, like, um, hitting your kids and things like that, just shouting all the time. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I've really had to unlearn because it happened to me. And again, my parents did their best, did what they knew. That's, you know, how parents parented even today. But for me, it's just something that I have actively worked away from, even though it still happens, mind you. And that's usually only when I'm tired. But mm-hmm. I really tried to make the conscious effort of talking to my kids, trying to understand their feelings trying to control my emotions because really it's when I'm emotional that I do something that I don't like, like shouting or maybe like chopping on the bum bum, you know, and because I'm tired, it's not okay for me to lash out. And also I'm trying to teach my kids 
can't be hitting other kids or hitting your sister and stuff yet I'm going to be the one doing that you know so again teaching mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. how I behave rather than what I tell them so yeah I am really trying to control my emotions I'll step out of a room to breathe I'll tell them I need some space before I get into that situation again and just trying to be more understanding I guess that's what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think those are the two biggest things that I've tried to unlearn and I appreciate you brought up the people pleasing one too I don't know I feel like it affects girls more and then it it just gets to a stage in your life and you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to speak my truth, be myself. If you don't like it, whatever, but you know, I'm going to live the way I'm supposed to kind of thing. Um, It's such a liberating feeling. So liberating. And it's like when we're younger, like girls have that confidence. Then for some reason, as we grow older, it kind of trickles away. And I I always wonder, how do we make it stay? (laughs) Yeah, that's such a good question. And why does that happen? That's so true. Until about 13, I was like super confident. And then what happened, actually? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is such a good question. Now that's something I'm going to think about. So when my kids are now getting to that stage, I make sure that it doesn't go away. Thank you for that. Um, that is food for thought yeah food for thought for sure and the second one too about the physical discipline I agree with you totally because it's more of a reactive approach and sometimes it it doesn't work on all children like I have a friend and he said that he used to like beat himself to the max so that whenever his parents came and hit him he wouldn't even flinch like he would feel nothing wow that's so sad yeah and I'm like (laughs) It had no effect on him. Like, so some kids may respond to it, some may not, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, in those moments, from from what I understand, you know, trying to just understand why we do what we do, from those moments, I think that kids also, instead of them understanding why their behavior was bad, they'll just understand that if that happens again, I'm going to be hit, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas they're not really understanding why I did what I did was wrong or you know, how what I said hurt somebody. They're just understanding, hey, better not say that again or better not say that again around my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that with physical discipline, yes, it stops that behavior at home at least, but it doesn't really help your kids understand why they're doing wrong. And as you said, you know, it's a reaction. Just because you're exhausted, you're emotional. And we're trying to teach our kids not to be reactive when they're emotional, but there we are doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one because, like you said, we only know what we know yeah. at the time as we parent, right? Like, parenting is an evolving journey. I don't think there's any exactly. parent who goes into it knowing what to expect or how they'll go through it. So, yeah, I think every generation will have to unlearn something from their parents, and we're all doing mm-hmm. our best. But mm-hmm. our kids are also going to be like 26 and be like, man. My mom really screwed me up like this in X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> Rock on wood, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for you, uh, what does the future look like for Tatiana? Oh, honestly, let me tell you, even though this is not my life goal, but I'm going to be rich, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm going to be... You know, the only reason I've been thinking about this lately is because of freaking preschool rates now i have been looking at schools recently for olive and it is just giving me like little heart attacks and the other day i just decided it's okay because right now i'm working hard to be super rich to afford 
all my kids to go through preschool. So, I mean, it's really not my life goal because at the end of the day, I genuinely want to just be happy. I want to live a happy, fulfilling life. And that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean money. But right now, because of what I have to do, my goals are just to make a lot of money within the next year. Okay. And the kid's father, like, is he in contact with them at all? Or? So at the moment, not... Um, but also again it's just like a complicated I I personally would love for him to be you know around and talking to them every day but at the moment he's in Australia and I'm not exactly sure what he's doing there but I heard that he went to a clinic there so you know I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure what the situation is but I would love for that to be the case okay well with time hopefully they can rebuild that connection yeah yeah. yeah, 100%. I would really love that for them. In the meantime, I have some friends who really step up to try and be around, you know, for the kids. It's like a male figure and also my dad, you know, so of course, yeah. I'm really happy. And then also actually Wayne's dad has been really, really trying to put a lot of effort into their relationship as well, which I found really amazing. Like he does these Sunday barbecues once a month and like, you know, checking in on us and things like that, which I've also found really just wonderful. Mm, and that's so so yeah. beautiful too because you were family friends before you two got together so it's yeah to maintain that relationship right just because it didn't work yeah. out on one end doesn't mean the rest have to suffer in a way right exactly I genuinely believe that and also for my kids I mean you know it's their family so I wouldn't want any bad blood between anybody just because of a failed relationship you know that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with everyone else yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think, too, in, in my family, they're pretty good about doing that, at least for the people who didn't stay together. We're still very close. We do things yeah. together as a bigger family. So I never get it when people just take one side over the other. I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The emotions are just taking over, um, mm-hmm. whereas they're not really thinking about other people that are involved, which is very important. Mm-hmm. and everyone's relationship yeah. is different right like you all form exactly. your own different bonds so exactly that's so true mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay well thank you so much again this has been an excellent discussion i've loved having you as a guest i hope the listeners can gain a lot from this it's this single parent journey is not a decision that's made casually or quickly so please no. show empathy and respect to the single parents out there because they're taking on a lot thank you thank you so much for that this has been actually really nice it's been so therapeutic to like get some of these things just like out like i feel like okay now i can start my friday you know like i just talk to a therapist kind of i've let things out now i'm like feeling light <laughs> it's been I'm so glad. good <laughs> and i will be going to bed so oh yeah it's so early for you oh yeah good night thank you for doing this at this time oh of course it was a pleasure thank you for listening to life as a mother the podcast please share with a friend subscribe and leave this mama a review